2: You're Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas just Raiders, win. part of the Locked On Podcast Network,
3: just win. your
2: team just every win. day.
3: Just win. The to win as
1: a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won, and won, and won, and won. And won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Wednesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, December 9th, 2020. Your boy Q here with you as always, and it is time to, to put to bed the Raiders win 31-28 over the Jets, improving their record to 7-5, a miraculous way to win the game, the 46-yard touchdown pass from Derek Harr to Henry Ruggs. It is time to turn the page. It is Wednesday now. It is time to only look forward, not look back, look towards the next opponent up on the schedule, which is a very difficult Indianapolis Colts at the house, at Allegiant Stadium, right there in Las Vegas. So we're going to do that on today's show, and I'll get down into the nuts and bolts of today's show. Before I get into that, though, I want to tell you about today's title sponsor, which has been Pepsi. Pepsi's been the title sponsor for a while because you know this football season is very different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi's a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers, passionate fans, the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch. It Pepsi made for football watching, and make sure you go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. So Coming up on today's show, as we turn the page to the Indianapolis Colts, coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. That is the number, and I know there's going to be some calls still talking about the Jets game, and that's fine. We can get calls and texts about the Jets game, but as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to move forward. I'm going to start looking ahead at the Indianapolis Colts, uh, and then, so that's what we're going to have in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. Then, in segment number two, I'm officially turning the page and I'm going to talk about that game uh, I had a lot of different options of what I could have done in segment number two I thought about bringing my interview I did on ESPN Las Vegas on Tuesday with Cofield and company I thought about putting that on the show and I said nah you know what I'll just I'll just rock it solo I'll just I'll just do my thing on that uh, I was a very busy dude on Tuesday uh, I had a lot of different radio shows including uh, obviously my show I do every day on ESPN Central Texas uh, I got a new podcast that's on the way that I kind of want to give you guys a heads up about it is a uh, it's a it's a betting podcast and it's only about 10 to 12 minutes every single day. It hasn't really officially launched yet, but it's going to be called Locked On Bets, and I'm going to be doing that show with Lee Sterling uh, from ParamountSports.com. He does a really, really good job. So if you're into gambling, you're into trying to win some money and you know, get a little bit of cash in your pocket, that's going to be the podcast you're going to want to check out. I'll let you know when it officially launches, but I uh, started working on that a little bit on Tuesday, then did the show on Raider Nation Radio. So uh, basically, I was on the air four times on Tuesday. So uh, like I said, had multiple different directions. I was going to go in segment number two, but I think it's just going to start talking about the next opponent and how important it is for the Raiders to focus in on the next opponent, no matter who's out there, uh, who's returning from injury and who's not returning from injury. So again, we'll do all that talking there in segment number two. Here in segment number one, uh, I didn't think it was going to be a real busy uh, day as far as uh, news and notes go, but uh, the Raiders made it a busy day on Tuesday, so we'll get into all those news and notes and we'll do them right about now. So there's quite a bit of moving and shaking as far as the roster goes. Uh, The Raiders brought back a name that uh, I think a lot of Raider Nation remembers. How about defensive back Daryl Worley? Yeah, that's right. Defensive back Daryl Worley, who was with the Raiders in 2019, uh, they let him walk in free agency. He signed with the Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys cut him about midseason because, well, he just did about a whole lot of nothing. And, uh, well, the Raiders brought him back. And, you know, uh, initially, even when I saw it, I thought, Daryl Worley, oh, he stinks. Why in the hell would you bring him back? But uh, as, as it started to wear on me and wear on me and it started to, you know, kind of click in my mind, I realized, okay, this is the deal, man. Damon Arnett, he's banged up. He's had concussions two weeks in a row. Isaiah Johnson, he was dealing with the groin injury injury I mean he's got uh, you know a a lot of issues going on Uh, Jonathan Abram he's dealing with the knee issue he's a safety and then on top of that Jeff Heath who was uh, you know filling in and and him and uh, Eric Harris spent a lot of time out there in that in the center field for the Raiders on Sunday against the Jets he's banged up as well so I mean there's a lot of injuries in the secondary so it makes a lot of sense to bring back a dude who at least knows the system if for no other reason he knows the system he's a guy that you could just say okay Put him in there. Just go and plug and play. Even though, again, Daryl Worley is not a guy that I'm excited to see. He's a guy that most times when he was with the Raiders, you saw him get burned, and then he'd make one play here and there. Like everyone remembers the interception he had against the Lions, the one-hatter interception in the end zone there in Oakland. Yeah, that was great. And he made a couple other plays here and there, but that was really it. I know there's some fans out there that are just big time Daryl Worley fans for some reason. They think that he basically uh, was great when he was with the Raiders, and I know they were like real big on having him re sign with the team. There's a reason why they didn't bring him back. He wasn't that good. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's just it is what it is. So he, he's re-signing with the Raiders. He'll be back with the Silver and Black. Don't think you'll see him out there on Sunday, but you know they may need him down the stretch just because Damon Arnett. I'll tell you right now, with those multiple concussions he's had back back to back, I, I'm not trying to jinx him. I'm not. I'm, I'm not trying to spread no rumors I'm not trying to start no mess I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play the rest of the season you know I mean those concussions that's just nothing to play with so I, I would not be in a hurry to rush him back I know John Gruden kind of downplayed it on Monday when he talked to the media it's like oh you know it's a shoulder injury neck injury you know he'll be okay or whatever but I'll tell you right now it's just you cannot mess around with concussions so I'd be shocked to see Damon Arnett uh, rush back anytime this season so Daryl Worley may be needed uh, it was funny Jerry McDonald put out a tweet and he said uh, Worley coming back makes sense He could play both corner, nickel, and a little safety. Arnett isn't the only one hurt. So is Isaiah Johnson. So is Abram. He knows the system could plug in just about anywhere. And that's basically exactly what I just said as well. So Raider Nation, I know a lot of people are scratching their head like, why the hell would you bring that guy back? But that's the reason why right there. They just need a guy that they can put in multiple positions and feel pretty confident that he can get the job done. You just hope that you don't have to see him out there on the field. But you might. You know, it's like one of those uh, scenarios in case of emergency. Break glass. That's who Daryl Worley is. Uh, also, the Raiders brought in uh, veteran running back Spencer Ware for a visit, and this is the second time I think I talked about him a couple weeks ago that the Raiders were bringing him in for a visit. Well, they're bringing him in again, so I'm not sure what that means about the the health of Josh Jacobs moving forward. I don't know what that means about the health of Devontae Booker, Jalen Richard. I don't know what that means. Maybe they're just again kicking the tires on him. Uh, they're going to bring him in. Maybe they'll sign him and put him on the practice squad just in case they need him down the stretch. Who knows? But I will say because a lot of people ask me knowing that I'm on Raider Nation. Radio 920. If I've heard anything, you know, about Josh Jacobs, What am I? what's my uh, thoughts on him? Is he going to be available this week against the, the Colts? And I'll tell you, Vinny Bonsignor told uh, myself and Scott Goldbranson before we uh, transitioned onto their show on uh, Tuesday, he said he's hearing good things about Josh Jacobs and he's hearing good things about Trent Brown. Now, that's not guaranteeing that they're going to play, but that's better than hearing bad things. And, you know, if you listen to John Gruden, what he had to say on Monday, he didn't sound very confident in those guys playing on Sunday. So Vinny's saying that he heard some pretty positive Things about Josh Jacobs and Trent Brown. That is a that's a very good thing. So we'll continue to keep our fingers crossed. Later on today, uh, the Raiders will will put out their injury report. Uh, they'll meet with the media as well. So uh, hopefully we get a little bit more clarity a little bit later on this afternoon. Uh, my guy Anthony Galaviz from uh, the Fresno Bee he put out on Twitter the players that the Raiders protected on the practice squad: defensive end Vic Beasley, defensive end David Irving, defensive end Chris Smith, and kicker Dominic Eberly. And David Irving is a guy that we need to ask about and matter of fact we asked Vinny about David Irving as well Uh, you know he was a guy that a lot of us including myself were pretty uh, you know excited about when the Raiders signed him because I was able to see what he did with Dallas and thought maybe he could bring a little something something to the table for the Raiders and and increase that pass rush and of course that's the big Achilles heel for the Raiders they just don't have enough pass rush and I mean I haven't really seen him be very effective and get too much burn ever since that Kansas City Chiefs game that uh, Sunday night in Vegas where he left the game with a knee injury I haven't really seen him get too much burn and we asked Vinny about it and he was like you know what, I don't know what's going on with David Irving, so uh, he said that he was going to make that uh, one of his notes, and he was going to ask uh, either John Gruden or Paul Gunther or both uh, when he gets the chance or, or one of his, uh, you know, inside sources, so we'll see what's going on with David Irving. Uh, it could be as simple as what he had going on in, in Dallas when he was with the Cowboys, man. Sometimes he would really, really try and, and get after it, and they would respect that, and, and, and they saw what he did, and his production showed, and other times he would just kind of go through the motions, and, and they were upset at him, and they had to motivate him to be, you know, a really good player. And so it's always tough when you take chances on guys that, aren't self-motivators, guys that have to be motivated. I mean, it's it's a rough deal, man, when you got to motivate yourself to go and do your job and, and make some really good money. And, oh, by the way, it's a lot of fun as well. But that's kind of the, the story of David Irving and who he really is. So uh, we'll see. Vinny said he's going to ask, and hopefully uh, we'll get some clarity on him pretty soon. On uh, Tuesday, I mentioned defensive tackle Daniel Ross, how he was actually waived, and that the Raiders planned on putting him back on their practice squad. Well, uh, the, one, the one, one little asterisk I put next to that is I said, well, He'll do that unless a team goes out of their way and signs him and and picks him up off of waivers. Well, the Jacksonville Jaguars did that on Tuesday, so he will not. Daniel Ross will not be joining the Raiders practice squad. Instead, he's joining the active roster with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So you will not see Daniel Ross back in the silver and black in 2020. I also wanted to let you hear uh, some audio. Uh, and A cool little interview is uh, only about four or five minutes of it. Uh, Darren Waller was on the Rich Eisen show, but I don't have a time to, to bring that whole thing to you here in the segment, so uh, if you have a chance, uh, just kind of Google Darren Waller on the Rich Eisen show. He was on, on that show on Tuesday. Really, really good. I think Rich Eisen does a great job with his show. Uh, obviously, he's all over the NFL. Uh, he knows it like the back of his hand, and so he, he had an interview with Darren Waller, talked about a lot of cool things. So if you get an opportunity, uh, if you're on Twitter. Uh, Go ahead and search the Rich Eisen Show. You can find the video. Like I said, it's about four and a half minutes, maybe five minutes at the max. Uh, If you're just, you know, on your computer, uh, just Google it and you can probably check out the YouTube. But pretty cool, man. Darren Waller had a nice, cool interview on the Rich Eisen Show. So go ahead and check that out. So that's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Uh, In segment number two, going to talk about turning the page to the Colts and how the Raiders can do that and what they have to do. Not going to give you the keys to the game, but just going to talk about the game and what the Colts bring to the table as they enter Allegiant State Stadium on Sunday to face the Raiders in a game that the Raiders really, really need to pick up. So uh, that's coming up in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Before I get into that, though, I do want to tell you again about Pepsi. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, and that league is the League of Football Watchers. This football season is different. Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch it. Pepsi's the refreshment you need to power through any game day. Pepsi's not made for those who play the game. It is made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Do not forget, go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. Segment number two is on the way.
2: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Your Locked On Raiders. Your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, Every day.
1: All right, Raider Nation. Here we are. Segment number two of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast. Wednesday, December 9th, 2020. Your boy Q here trying to turn the page now from the Jets win to the Colts. Because you cannot, just like I said before multiple weeks ago, after the Raiders lost to the Colts, not the Colts to the Chiefs, excuse me, I said you cannot allow that loss to beat you twice. Well, lo and behold, they turned around and got blown out by the Falcons. And then, you know, all concerns were, well, damn, you sure can't let that loss beat you three times, and they damn near did with the Jets. Well, with the same Uh, energy that you think you can't allow a loss to beat you twice, you can't allow the way that you squeaked out a a win over the Jets, you can't allow that to all of a sudden, creep up into your head, and and you get too full of it. Just like if you come up with a big victory, you can't dwell on that too much. you you at some point you've got to clear it, and you've got to move on. And the thing about the uh, down the stretch of the of the season is the whole schedule is so different. You know, I mean the the practice schedule is so different. Following games on on Sundays, the facility is closed on Mondays unless you're getting treatment, and then Tuesdays is closed, and then all of a sudden on Wednesdays when you really first get your first practice in. And so I mean it's just different. You know, the league's trying to get through it because. It COVID-19. They're trying to do the very best they can to limit your interaction with people and and seeing all these people go out on COVID-19. And if you were witnessing Tuesday night football between the Cowboys and the Ravens, Dez Bryant was practicing he was warming up on the field, getting ready for the game and they came and got him and said, nope you tested a uh, you tested positive. You're out of here." You know what I mean? And, and and I don't know if you saw Dez, and I'm not trying to derail this and start talking about Dez. I don't know if you saw him on Twitter, but he was like, "Man, I'm just going to go sit the rest of the season out." Then he said, "Uh, well, if I tested positive, then maybe the 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 game shouldn't be played." And then he said he was going to go sip on some wine. Dez is a very emotional player. Uh, I hated that for him that he wasn't able to play on uh, Tuesday night against his former team. He had been looking forward to that, and hell, I was looking forward to watching it just cuz I wanted to see what he still had in the tank, but that's just how this season is, man. You never know. I mean, until you're actually playing in the game, you could get called off at any specific time. And apparently, with Dez, they were saying that uh, his tests were inconclusive. So they just had to assume it was a positive. And, you know, worse come to worse, that thing might end up turning out to be a, a negative. Then he's really going to be, really going to be pissed. But, I mean, again, that's the nature of the beast in 2020 when you're dealing with these games week to week. You just don't know who's going to be available. You don't know what test results going to come back. And you're just blessed to be out there playing the game. And we, fans are blessed to be able to sit there and watch the game. So what I'm telling you all this to say that, you know, the Raiders need to flush that game against the Jets. And now everything has got to be 100% focused on the Colts, which is the next team up. And, you know, they're not bad. And I, it's, it's so funny. I've had people on Raider Nation Radio uh, hit us up and, and hit us up and say, well, uh, the Colts are overrated. They're not really that good. Look, they're sitting there at 8-4. and four. They're in first place in the AFC South. They, you can say that they're overrated all you want. I wish the Raiders were overrated in first place in the AFC West. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like hey, overrated be damn. If you're in first place, you're in first place and the Colts are, are looking pretty good and they've made plenty of comebacks uh, throughout the, the course of the season, man. Was, at one point, they were just reeling off comeback after comeback after comeback. And did they win them all? No, of course not. But still, you know, they found ways to get it done. And, you know, they came up with a, a, a loss against the Titans. They, they got blown out by the Titans. I thought, okay, they just took an L, 45 26. Maybe they're not that that good. And then all of a sudden, they bounce back and they get a 26 20 victory over the Texans. Look, the one thing about the Colts that I could tell you just looking up and down and following throughout the season as I, ha- as I have, cause I obviously pay attention to the AFC South as well. They haven't lost more than one game. And then, and then they pick up a win. You know what I mean? Like they lost the first game of the season to the Jaguars. Then they reeled off three wins in a row. Then they took an L to the Browns. Then they reeled off two in a row. Then they took an L to the Ravens took a, and then won two more in a row. Then they lost to the Titans. And, uh, and then they picked up a win against the Texans. So the Raiders need to get them back into the, the L they need to put them in the L column this week. And, Obviously, Phillip Rivers is coming in. You know what Phillip Rivers can do. I mean, there's nothing Phillip Rivers will do on Sunday that should surprise the Raiders at all. Uh, he spent all that time with the Chargers. They, they're they very well uh, versed on who Phillip Rivers is. Yes, he's dealing with a toe injury. That is not going to keep him out of the game. That is not going to stop him from going out there and trying to perform and trying to ruin the Raiders' season. There's nothing more Phillip Rivers would love to do than ruin the Raiders' season in their home, Allegiant Stadium. Oh, that would just, I mean... That would just make Philip Rivers' season. That would make him the happiest dude, and he's going to talk a lot of trash cuz that's who he is. He's a trash talker. He's not going to cuss at you. He's not going to curse or say anything, you know, uh foul at you, but he's he's a trash talker. That's what he's going to do. And so, again, there's nothing more than he would like to do than ruin the Raiders' season, and this really could ruin the Raiders' season. Everyone who's in front of them as far as a playoff hunt goes, You know, one on Sunday, you know, so so they need to get this uh, this win. They need to find a way to beat the Colts on Sunday and improve their overall record to eight and five. And then the Colts will drop to eight and five. And then the Raiders will own the tiebreaker. So no matter what happens at the end of the year, at least they'll have the edge over them. Now, they still got to beat Miami as well, but we're not talking about Miami. Again, we're taking it one week at a time and that's what uh, you know the, the team has to do uh, I, I'm taking it one week at a time as, as a guy who talks about the team and, and covers the team and as a fan of the team and that's what we got to do as far as fans we just got to take it one week at a time and hope that the Raiders treat this again like a playoff just like I said last week the playoffs start in New York well I think the playoffs continue this week it's almost one of those they've got to have that mentality you know it's almost like when when uh, I used to play hoops back in the day you know we used to go to uh, I used to go to the spot Central Park uh, in San Ramon, Cali, it was the place where everyone went to play ball and you stayed on till you lost. <laughs> you know what I mean? It didn't matter how tired you were. You stayed on till you lost. I feel like that that's the mentality that the Raiders need to need to have. They need to act like they're going into uh, Central Park and they're going to play and, and they're going to stay on the court until until someone boots them off. And if it's up to them, they ain't going to get booted off. You know, what I mean, like that's the approach they've got to have. They got to realize that, hey, you know, we're sitting at seven and five. We have everything in front of us. I mean, literally, they still control their own destiny. Even though they took that L to Atlanta, they still control their own destiny if they just go and win. Just win games. So I don't care what you have to do. The Colts are going to be without their second string left tackle. He tore his Achilles, LaRaven Clark. He's out. They were already down their starting left tackle. Now they're going to be up to their third string uh, left tackle, who's Chaz Green. And if you don't know who Chaz Green is, and maybe some of you do know who Chaz Green is, he's a guy who played tackle for the Cowboys one year when they went to play the Falcons. And Adrian Claiborne had six sacks against him. He had six on on Chaz Green that day, and damn near got Des Bryant, not Des Bryant, but Dak Prescott, excuse me, damn near got him killed in Atlanta that day, and then... Uh, he had some incentives in his contract where he said, okay, well, if you hit 10 sacks in a season, you're going to get a certain bonus. He didn't get 10 sacks that season because Adrian Claiborne was not a very good sack guy, but he got damn close because he had six against uh, against Chaz Green. And it's just, I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. And it's, it's funny, if you were actually to Google Adrian Claiborne, the first thing that pops up is he sets Atlanta Falcon record with six sacks. Like that's the first thing. That's how bad it was, and that was all against Chaz Green. So Chaz Green is going to be in there for the Ra- or for the uh, for the the Colts. Hell, it's damn near like he's in there for the Raiders. He's in there for the Colts on uh, on on Sunday, and if a guy like Max Crosby. Or a guy like uh, uh Cleve Furl or if Carl Nassib is out there, he's not a healthy scratch this time. If he can't get out there and get a couple sacks on Phillip Rivers, who we all know is not fleet footed, he'll go down. He'll go down like a like a Brett Favre, you know, kind of phantom sack. He'll just he'll just cave when he realizes that uh oh I'm in trouble. I'll go down instead and protect the ball instead of give up, you know, give up the a turnover or whatever like that. So uh, Chaz Green is a liability. That's something that Paul Gunther and that Raiders defense needs to try to find a way to exploit. But uh it's a very winnable game. They do have Weapons, of course, they have T.Y. Hilton at the wide receiver position. Their main running back, Marlon Mack, he's been out since game one, he only played four snaps in uh in in 2020 uh he had a season ending injury so he's out uh they do but they do have dudes you know they got jonathan taylor he's he's pretty good at the running back position he's got 609 yards you know i mean so he's a pretty sticking dude dude he he averages about 55 yards a game but either way they can they can run the ball if they have to again ty hilton i mean they don't just have a ton of weapons where they just jump off the the page at you but they got enough to get it done you know so they're they're gonna be a tough team uh you know again some people say that they're overrated but when you're sitting in first place uh i don't care how overrated you May be you're still a really good team. So uh, the, the Raiders just need to be laser focused. Treat this game like you would treat a, a game at Central Park, where hey, you know we're going to stay on until you kick us off. I mean, there was times where I would drag myself back out on that court. I was so exhausted, but. I ain't just going to say, all right, I'm done. You're going to have to kick me off that court. And that's exactly the mentality that Derek Carr needs to have. That's the mentality Darren Waller needs to have. Hunter Renfro, that offensive line, whoever's lining up in the backfield, they all need to have that mentality like, you're not going to take my lunch money in my own home. You've got to go out there and get it. And if the Raiders pull off this victory on on Sunday and improve to to 8-5, and five, then all of a sudden they're looking up and, and they're saying, okay, you know what? We can do this. We can make this happen. Now, all of a sudden, you're looking for, you know, maybe three more or or, or two more wins in three more games. And, hell, if you get on a streak, maybe you just go ahead and win out. Now, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to get greedy here. I'm only looking for four wins. But if you get, you know, you start feeling a little froggy and you start getting hot then, yeah, you, you can go on a run. So that, that's just the mentality that they've got to have. Derek Carr's been wearing that sleeve on his arm all uh, all week long saying – uh, you know, or not all week long, all season long, excuse me, saying that it, it was a tribute to Kobe Bryant. He's going to have that Mamba mentality. Well, Derek Carr, lead. Lead by example. You're going to have that Mamba mentality. Go out there and, and be that dude. Will your team to victory. And I know football is totally different than, than basketball, but – you know, at some point, Kobe would get that look in his face and he, he'd, you know, start uh, putting his teeth outside his mouth and everything. And you just knew that, oh, damn, look out, here he comes. Well, I'd like to see that from Derek Carr. I'd like to see that, that look in his eye like he did against Kansas City that Sunday night when everyone made a meme out of him. I want to see that kind of uh, intensity. I want to see Josh Jacobs out there, if he's healthy, to be out there and just make it happen. You know, just put your, put your head down like, hey, we ain't losing this game. You go into that, and especially if they practice that way this week too, and, and obviously practice don't start till later on today, but if they practice that way, that we ain't losing this game, there's nothing that those guys can do to beat us then they're going to come out of that, this game on Sunday with a dub. And we'll be talking on Monday about them improving to eight and five. But uh, tomorrow we'll have the crossover edition. Uh, I did hear back from the guy from Locked On uh, Colts. Actually, I had to have one of the guys from the Locked On, the powers of be, I actually had to have him intervene and reach out to the guy because he wasn't responding to me. But he finally responded and said, yeah, he'll join me on the show. So we'll see. Hopefully we have the... Hopefully we'll have the, the, uh, the crossover edition on tomorrow's show. But uh, that's all I got for you, man. Just Raiders, turn the page to the Colts. Lock in, focus in, get that Mamba mentality. Uh, Tell them that you ain't getting off the court till you till you kick us off the court. That's the mentality you've got to have. So that's all I got for you. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast. Voicemail line, 707 654 4693. That is the number. Before I get into that, though, I definitely want to tell you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. It's even hard to put those words into a sentence together. The best tasting protein bar ever. That doesn't happen very often. Most of the time, protein bars just don't taste very good. And the one thing I learned about Built Bar is. They taste really good. They're 100% covered in chocolate. They're soft and chewy, and some people love them like that. I like to put mine in the fridge, but the flavors are are outstanding, man. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. Those are just some of the new ones. They actually have 18 flavors right now. If you go to their website, builtbar.com, you could choose from 18 different flavors of Built Bar. And you don't have to get just a box of, like, 10 cookies and cream. You can get, like, five caramel brownie five cookies and cream, or, you know, four double chocolate and three cookies and cream and three, banana bread, whatever. I mean, you can mix and match. Let's put it like that, man. You can do whatever you want to do, whatever you... If you like a lot of them, you can get a multi-pack. You can get one big flavor if you if you just like a whole bunch of them, like coconut. For some reason, man, I was on this coconut kick, and I'm not even a coconut guy. But uh, uh, actually, I do. I guess I do like coconut, because I like coconut water now, too. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, maybe I just discovered something new in my age at 44 years old. But uh, either way you go, man. Uh, Built Bars are really good. They're great for the health-conscious guy or woman. Uh, they'll help you lose or maintain weight while uh, enjoying a delicious snack the bars are low calorie low sugar high protein and high fiber and they are great for the keto diet so go check it out right now uh, builtbar.com that's the website use the promo code locked on you're gonna get 20 percent off your next order that's locked on at 20 percent off at builtbar.com segment number three is on the way
2: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Your Locked On Raiders. Your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, Every day. Here
1: we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your time to shine. Your calls, your texts, straight off that Locked On Raider podcast. Voicemail line 707-654-4693. That is the number. Let's go ahead. Got a lot to get to today. Let's get into Raider Critique. He's called in to talk about what he saw from the Raiders win over the Jets. And one thing's for sure, he's going to be 100% honest with you. Here's Raider Critique with his own little critique of the game.
3: What's up, Q? It's the Raider Critique, man. Uh, I just wanted to kind of comment about what was what I saw last game. I wasn't able to catch much of the game due to life experiences and things that I had to get taken care of, but I did get to watch as much as I absolutely could. And to be honest with you, you know, this team has really got to tighten up on both sides of the ball. We looked like we were moving the ball very well on offense, but there was a lot of mistakes being made. To be honest with you, I would call it sheer luck that we even won that game on that bomb pass to Henry Ruggs. Uh, really bad play call on the Jets' perspective, uh, to be honest with you. is I really would have expected them to run a prevent-style defense instead of sending the house and leaving the cor- uh, corners out there in man-to-man coverage. It was a great game, nonetheless, to see us come up with the W. But we're going to have to play better if we're going to beat the Colts and the Dolphins, which are two must-win games to where we can solidify ourselves in the position for playoffs. Anyway, this is the way to critique, man. Hey, love what you do with the show, Q. Listen every day.
1: I'm out. Raider critique. Thanks for the call, man. Definitely appreciate that. And yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it is what it is. You know, the, the Raiders definitely need to tighten up. They've got to play a lot better than they did on Sunday. But, uh, you know, we've turned the page on that now. I mean, we, we all can say, hey, uh, they, they need to do this better that better. Uh, you know, you should beat the Jets. You shouldn't have to wait till the last second of the game to, to beat the Jets. But either way, they got the dub and now they're on to the Colts. So uh, hopefully they listen to what you say. They tighten up both sides of the ball and uh, come out and execute on all cylinders on Sunday against the Colts because this my friend is a big time game thank you so much though for uh, for the call appreciate you I uh, hope everything is going well and uh, all your uh, life-changing experiences and what you got going on are, are going really well for you next up is a text from Nick out of the Valley of the Sun he said yo what up Q it's Nick out the Valley of the Sun Well, we are officially in March Madness mode. Survive and advance. The Jets game was ridiculous, and now it's on to the Colts. We're getting old man Rivers at the end of his career with a bad toe, and all we need is a few stops on the defense and really need to go all all out on offense. We get a lead, we need to stay aggressive, and if Jacobs is not playing, we need to pass to set up the run. Let's get Ruggs and Renfro on some crossing patterns to neutralize their good front and then take some shots, especially with Waller. Feed the hot hand. These players understand what's at stake, and listening to Carr talk about wanting to play in the playoffs – He had to be the one to put his team on his back and carry them there. Let's get the win and move on to the next one. It's time to start protecting our house, and no matter who's playing on either side of the ball, we need to play a clean, smart game against Rivers, who wants nothing more to beat us in our house. Take us out of the playoffs and talk his smack. Peace, Raider Nation. Again, that's from Nick out of the Valley of the Sun, and I I couldn't have said it better, man. It's kind of what I was talking about there in segment number two. You know, turn the page to the Colts and go out there and handle your business. Rivers is definitely going to want to take and kick the Raiders out of the playoffs. No doubt about it. He's going to be the one to say, I I ruined their season or my team ruined their season. Uh, They didn't make the playoffs because of what happened during week 14 in their home. Yeah, absolutely, man. You don't want that to happen, especially in your own house. Take care of business in your house, you know? And so that, that's what uh, is up for grabs. Derek Carr wants to play in the playoffs. If he wants to go play in the playoffs, again, like I said in segment two, go have that Mamba mentality. Go make it happen. So thank you so much for that text, my man. Definitely appreciate hearing from you. Next up is a call from NorCal Raider in the five three zero calling about the win on Sunday, but he also has some things to say about the team in general, the coaching point of view, and also just execution of the plays. And is the team headed in the right direction? Got a lot of good stuff here from NorCal Raider in the 5 Hey
4: Q, this is NorCal Raider at the 5 0 <clears throat> I haven't called in a while. Anyways, uh, just thinking about the win this weekend, you know I'm happy we beat a winless team. It'd be an embarrassment if you lost to this team. But uh, I mean good teams like that that have no wins are always gonna are always going to play hard. Uh, that's just always been a given. Uh another thing you know, I think the Raiders right now they're on track. Like, if they're able to get some wins and and uh, pushing the playoffs, anything can happen. Because you, if you get hot right now at this time of the season, like the Raiders last year got cold. I don't know what happened last year. I know it was injuries and everything, but they got cold. They just they just flatlined last year. And this year, you know, if you're winning at the end of the season and you're pushing forward to the playoffs, that's a good move. <clears throat> Another thing, um, the Raiders John Gruden needs somebody needs to go in there. And I understand that, you know, you want to be conservative. There's a lot of players out there that don't have a lot of experience in the offense. Um, you know, and I don't know if Cruz doesn't trust them as much. I know he trusts his car, but, but when it comes to the offense, let's keep moving, scoring. Let's score, let's just keep scoring. That defense cannot stop nothing in those leads. I mean, this is bad. So, um, you can't be conservative. You know, if you had a good defense, I wouldn't care about being conservative. But as you can see that we don't have a really good defense. So, um, you know, if, if the defense is mediocre, I'm sure that you know be conservative. You know, run run some uh, some draw plays or something. You know, some some cute little things. But um, we're, I think we're moving to the right direction. No matter what happens this year, even if you win nine games, it's it step in the right direction. Too bad the AFC so good that um, you know you might not make it to the playoffs. But I mean, it's it's a stepping stone. You know, you keep at least you're progressing every year. That's what I'm looking at. And next year, if this year is not the year, next year will be the year. So we'll see how it goes. Um, Uh, Keep doing it. Thank you. Love the show. Love the Silver Black Today show also. Uh, Have a good day, man.
1: NorCal Raider, thanks for the call, my man. And yeah, I think the theme of this whole segment has been the Raiders tightening up on both sides of the ball, but uh, I do think that the play calling got conservative way too early against the Jets. I would have felt better if the team had been rolling and put up, you know, some more points before they decided to go heavy with the run game. And the reason for that is because the run game wasn't that successful. I know it was doing uh, okay in the second half, but if it had been rolling all game long, then I would say, yeah, that's cool. Go ahead and, you know know dance with the one that got you there or took you there but that didn't take them there they they, they didn't get there by way of the run game they got there by way of the passing game so really they should have kept their foot on the gas kept passing the ball around the yard until the jets forced them to start running and that's when that's what i should have done or that's what i think that they should have done but uh, obviously, they didn't, and, uh, you know, they still came out with a victory. But uh, the team, I think, is definitely headed in the right direction. Uh, I think they have a lot of good parts, and, and you know, it'd be great to cap this season off with a playoff run. So we'll see what happens. Uh, again, uh, week two of the playoffs starts on Sunday uh, against the, the Colts, in my opinion. So we'll see what happens. So thank you so much for that call. Next up is a text, and before we get into it, got to sound the alarm one time because this text is from a new booty. This one comes from Rev Raider. Out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Kind of like Rev Run. Say, what's up, Q? This is Rev Raider. Out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Yes, I'm an ordained minister. I've been a Raider fan since 1976. I don't know if I can say he's a new booty and play some Bubble Sparks. Miss New Booty with an ordained minister. I don't know, man. It kind of messed me up on that one. Anyway, he said, oh, yeah, I'm a first-time caller. I've been listening from day one. I just want to let you know you're doing a great job with the show. In fact, I consider you my Raider pastor. I just have one question. Why is no one talking about the Instagram video of the Chiefs tight end talking about how tough the Raiders are when they played uh, the Donkeys? We are in their heads bad. Keep up the good work, Pastor that's from Rev Raider out of Charlotte, North Carolina, and uh, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you, and I, I kind of saw that I don't have Instagram. I'll be the first to tell you I don't have Instagram. Uh, I I know I probably should as a as a guy who you know in the media because you know the, a lot of players go out there and they put stuff out on Instagram and stuff like that. I just it's just too much, man. Twitter already consumes way too much of my time, so I uh, I, I try not to have anything else like that. So I don't have Instagram. I did hear about Travis Kelsey talking about hats off to the Raiders and all that. Um, yeah. I, I I saw that and I didn't bring it up, but uh, it's a good point that you bring up. He did give that that props to uh, to the Raiders after the Chiefs pulled out that victory on Sunday night against the Denver Broncos. So Good catch right there, my man. Uh, welcome to the show. I uh, appreciate you texting in and I'm glad that you've been listening for a, a very long time, man. That's awesome. Uh, again, I, I appreciate you. That's Rev Raider out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, next up is a call from my guy, Jordan in Oregon. He's calling in to talk about the third quarter against the Jets and how he hopes it really wakes the Raiders up and gets them to stay fired up and not relax on any Team, you gotta learn from the mistakes you made last week. Here's Jordan in Oregon.
0: Hey, what's going on, Q? Jordan in Oregon here. I uh, wanted to call in again this week, man. You've been one busy guy. I've been listening to you all over the airwaves here from Greater Nation Radio to Black Hole Banner uh, to hearing you on, you know, your podcast here, Locked On Raiders. Appreciate everything you're doing, man. You're kind of my go-to when it comes to finding content here at work in the morning. <clears throat> um, one thing I wanted to just kind of point out. And I heard you guys speak on it on Black Hole Banner and it's been something that, uh, I've been thinking a lot about the last couple of days is I hope that this third quarter, uh, that we had against the Jets really wakes this team up. I mean, we saw how a team that is 04, you know, no wins was able to come back on us when we had an 11 point lead and we had the ball and, and we were driving. I mean, one could argue if it wasn't for, for the rugs, uh, Car kind of uh, mishap on the, the interception and the fumble on Rugs earlier. We probably would have been able to accomplish that. What I mean by that is get a comfortable lead, 14, 17 points. You know, just, just a little more lead there. We just kind of we dropped the ball with urgency. I saw the like, players look pretty lax out there um, when we were when we weren't getting points on those possessions. It just wasn't a sense of urgency. And I hope that this team learns from that. And another thing, I rewatched the, the fourth quarter there. I had to rewatch it, uh, yesterday. I mean, what, with that being such a dramatic game, and it just hit me, you know, when there was, when we lost the ball, you know, turnover on downs with, with under two minutes left, or about two minutes there. Just that look on, on Carr's face when he, you know, the, the camera angles went to him on the bench, and I have not seen that look from Carr before. It was, it was a look like this whole season had come undone and here we go again. You know, how are we going to answer to the critics? How are we going to step back up? And for him, like you said, Q, rewatching that pass, man, that was a hell of a pass. I mean, he had to change the way that he threw that ball in order to get the height on it for rugs to get underneath it. And like you said, he almost left both its feet when he threw that ball. That, that was a hell of a pass. I don't care. Whether they're bringing eight, ten, you know, bringing the house. I mean, you got to make that throw under pressure and put it right on the corner of the end zone where Ruggs had a chance to run underneath it. I mean, that is a hell of a pass. I just want to point that out to you. And I just really hope that the, the team really learns from this going forward that you can't take your foot off the gas, Gruden, car, the whole offense. We got to keep moving as if we're, we're behind. That's how I want this team to play going forward. Play like we're behind. At all times, show them a different scoreboard if we need to. All right, Q, peace out, man.
1: There he is right there, Jordan in Oregon, and uh, great stuff, man. Really great stuff. Uh, I agree 100% that Jets game should be and hopefully will be a wake-up call. When I say that, I'm talking about a wake-up call to the players and coaches. Go in there, handle your business, and leave no doubt. Again, Raiders, leave (laughs) no doubt you got to get them dubs, man, and really, you got to get that one against the Colts this week. They are a tough team. It's a tough game, but there's no reason why you cannot win this game. It's a very winnable game for the Raiders. Uh, they, they can compete with any team in the league. They just got to go out there and execute like they know how. If they're on their A game, there's not many teams in the league that could beat them. I, I truly believe that. Even though the defense is suspect at times, the offense is good enough to hang with anybody. So uh, that's all they got to do, you know, and I say that's all, but... Go out there and execute. Make it happen. So thank you so much for that call, man. I definitely appreciate you. Uh, Don't have enough time for any more texts or calls, but I got Raider Rob in the 951. Have him on tomorrow's show. East Bay T got your call got that coming up Raider Ed from Orange County I got your text those are all gonna be coming up on tomorrow's show so uh, yeah that's that's what we got plus we'll have uh, hopefully we'll have the crossover edition and uh, the host of locked on Colts I don't expect it to be a very long episode because again I know that he's not a, a very big fan of mine <laughs> he, he is not very cooperative and that's okay. Uh, either way, we'll get through it and we'll call it a day. And if it doesn't, if it's not him, it'll be someone else. So, either way, Raider Nation, look forward to that. We'll have more news and notes of the day, of course, as we always do, as we start getting closer and closer to the weekend and getting closer and closer to week 14 of the regular season for the Raiders as they take on the Colts on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. So, that's all I got for you today. Appreciate you as always. Appreciate everyone chiming in on the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. Everyone who hits me up on Twitter, appreciate you. At your boy Q254. Stay safe. Uh, I know it's getting a little crazy out there. Those COVID-19 numbers are starting to rise, rise, rise and get crazy everywhere. Well, take care of yourself. Wash your hands, wear your mask, love on your family and keep your family safe. And most importantly, just like the Raiders did on Sunday, just win, baby.